Good morning. It is wonderful to be here with each and every one of you this morning, worshiping the Lord in our chapel. Please turn with me in the red hymnal to number 549, and we'll sing the doxology together. Number 549, and we'll sing the doxology together. number 721. If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not even keep back his own son, but offered him for us all. He gave us his son. Will he not also freely give us all things? Who will accuse God's chosen people? God himself declares them not guilty. Can anyone then condemn them? Christ Jesus is the one who died or rather, who was raised to life and is at the right side of God. He pleads with God for us. Who then can separate us from the love of Christ? Can troubles do it, or hardship, or persecution, or hunger, or poverty, or danger, or death? As the scripture says, for your sake we are in danger of death the whole day long. We are treated like sheep that are going to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we have complete victory through him who loved us. For I am certain that nothing can separate us from his love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor other heavenly rulers or powers, neither the present nor the future, neither the world above nor the world below. There is nothing in all creation that will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 111, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Number 111, Great is Thy Faithfulness.
take time to be holy. Number 110, take time to be holy. chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of us. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts 
according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Amen. Our gracious God, Lord, as we come before you with our time of worship, Lord, you know each and every one of our hearts and our minds. You know the challenges that we face, the difficulties that we have. And Lord, I would just ask that you would give us that encouragement as we continue our time of worship. And Lord, that you would help me say those things that we all need to hear so that we can draw closer to you and face those challenges that we have in our lives unafraid. In Christ's name, amen. You know, last night we had our annual family fall festival that we do, and we get together with all of our family members, and we enjoy the time. We try to dress up in costumes. Some people come in costumes, some don't. Our grandchildren come in costumes. In fact, they were pretty cute yesterday in the costumes that they came with. In fact, I took a couple of pictures, and I posted them on Facebook, and the three pictures that I posted with some of my grandkids was the first picture was with one of my granddaughters, and she was dressed up as a unicorn. And I put on Facebook, I first met a unicorn. And then my other granddaughter came, and she tried to photobomb the picture, right? And she was dressed up as a dragon. And then I put on there, and then I met a dragon. And so as I'm sitting there with the unicorn and the dragon, the two youngest of our grandchildren came over, and they also wanted to be in the picture. One was dressed up as a lion, and then the other one was dressed up as an owl. And then I put on Facebook, and the two youngest came, and they reminded me that they are our future. And so those are the three pictures that I, I posted on Facebook last night, kind of celebrating our family fall festival. But as I thought about those three pictures that I posted, of the unicorn, of the dragon, and of the two littlest ones that were our future, it reminded me of the sermon that I was going to preach to all of you this morning. And I think in the same way in our own lives, we come before God and we have a unicorn experience, right? A unicorn was what? The one, the only one. In fact, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and I was talking to them about the one and only person that had done such an event or the only one such a person within an organization. And that person actually said, so they were the unicorn. So think about yourselves in the time when you have been the unicorn. Think about the times when you have been the unicorn with God, that one-on-one experience when you first came and met God, when you first realized that you needed to have something more within your own lives, when you first came to that revelation that without something greater than yourself, that you could not overcome those challenges that you were facing. And I think each and every one of us can identify with 
that type of unicorn experience, when we have that one unique experience with God in our own lives, when we come to know Christ as our personal Savior for the first time, and we know that with assurance that that experience is truly unique, it is truly individual, it is truly one of a kind. But then there are times in our lives when we have experiences as the dragon. When there's things in our lives that as we walk with God that we face those dragons that we have in our lives. Those things that make us fearful. Those things that make us afraid of the circumstances in which we find ourselves. Those things that make us run and hide at times. Makes us run and hide from others. Makes us run and hide from God because we are afraid that people will accept us just for who we are, because we know of our failures. We know of the wrongs that we have done. We know of the things that have separated us from the love of God. And so we have the dragon experience. But then God reminds us that we have a future. God reminds us that because of what His Son, Jesus Christ, did for us on the cross, that you and I are innocent before God. Just as my two youngest grandchildren, my grandson and my granddaughter, who are the youngest, they are so innocent. They are so accepting of the life that is around them. They are so trusting. They are our future. And in the same way, God with each and every one of us wants us to come before him as an innocent child. Coming before God all trusting. Coming before God wanting to put our faith and our future in the hands of God. And the scriptures that we have read this morning reminds us that as we look at our lives, that each and every one of us plays a part as being members of the body of Christ. And as being members of the body of Christ, God reminds us that there is a reality of our commitment before God. That each and every one of us has had that unicorn experience. That each and every one of us has had those dragons. That each and every one of us has that future. And all of those things are in Christ. That's why we are called this morning in the scriptures that we have read to offer who we are all before God. To offer our bodies before God as a living sacrifice. Reflecting the reality of our commitments before God. Reflecting the reality of who we are in Christ. When we come to know Christ as our personal Savior, we are to take on that new nature, and that old nature of who we used to be is to be put away. It has been put to death. When Christ died on the cross for your sins and for my sins, that person, in terms of who we once were before we met Christ, has been put to death. But yet we all know 
that in our reality of our own lives, in the reality of the commitment that we have before God, and the reality of the commitment that we have with each other, that sometimes that person that we are supposed to have put away resurrects itself, doesn't it, in our lives. That old nature and that old, old man that was supposed to be dead in Christ comes up to us again and again and again. And we have to remind ourselves that we are no longer that person. That we are that new person in Christ. We are that new innocent person before God that has a future. And we are reminded this morning that as we offer our bodies before Christ, we are a living, holy sacrifice that is acceptable before God. Not because of anything that we have done, but because of what Christ has done for each and every one of us. Because we are new, we have experienced that transformation. Transformation of a spiritual kind. Transformation of the time that we met Christ. Transformation of the time in which we asked God to forgive us of our sins and the wrongs that we have done. The times that we have had a transformation when we've asked God to remind us of the future that we have in Christ. And in that present moment, we go before God and we realize that our past is our past. But yet we struggle with the past. I know that I do. I have those intrusive thoughts about things that I have done in my past. But yet God reminds me in the presence of His Spirit that those things have been taken care of. They have been forgiven. Those things are no longer held against me. Those things that you have done, if you have asked for forgiveness, they are no longer held against you. Now we know that people do hold things against you, things that you have done in the past. People hold things against me. And that's part of our human nature. That's part of our character in terms of who we are as human beings. But God says in his eyes that we have been transformed. And that within our own lives there is a renewness of the mind. There is a transformation that takes place. A transformation in which we see things differently than we used to see them. We see things in a new way. We see things through God's eyes, one that is based on faith and forgiveness and love and compassion and mercy and grace. In the same way that God has bestowed those things to us, He wants us to bestow those same things to others. For us to have the mercies of God, For us to understand that as God has showed us mercy, we are to show mercy to others. And then our reality of our lives in that commitment, we find ourselves wanting to worship God in all that we do. Wanting to worship God in all that we say. That is our goal. To have that reasonable service of spiritual worship before God. And yes, we, we don't get it right. We are not perfect. We are imperfect. 
And as much as we try and as hard as we try to worship God in the right way, a lot of times we don't get it right. We find things that are upsetting to us. Sometimes we whine and complain about our circumstances and the relationships that we are a part of. But God reminds us, you know what? I put you in those circumstances for a reason. A reason that gives you an opportunity to grow and to mature as one of my followers. An opportunity for you to grow and mature as one of the members of the body of Christ. And so we draw strength from that. We draw strength from the fact that we need God in our lives in all things. And the scriptures remind us this morning not to overestimate yourself in terms of your abilities, in terms of the things that you can accomplish on your own, but to always be open to that evaluation about yourself. Open before the evaluation of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, a lot of times people feel that when God is reminding them things that they need to work on in their life, that it's some kind of guilt trip that the Holy Spirit is putting you on. And I encourage anyone who comes and talks to me about that, when the Holy Spirit is pricking you in your life, it's not a guilt trip. It's an evaluation in which God just wants you to have things better for your own life. And the way that we make things better in our own lives is God reminds us of the things that we don't need, the things that we shouldn't be doing to make our lives better, to make our lives better in such a way that we are different people, that we are unique, that we've experienced that transformation, that we have been renewed through Jesus Christ. Because our function is to be one in Christ. Our function is to be the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. And all of us play a part in that. All of us represent Jesus Christ when we leave here and we go out to the different places that God has called us to be. And we are all imperfect in that. But that's okay. Because God is working on our imperfections to make us better. And the way that God works on us, the way that God makes us better, the way that God transforms our imperfections, is when we exercise the gifts that God has given us about who we are. You know, and you identified as we read these gifts, you know if you're a person that encourages, you know if you're a person that's a good teacher, you know if you're a person that has the faith, you know of that person that shows mercy, you know, you can identify yourself with these gifts. I know that I can. I know that my number one gift is encouragement. I'm always giving encouragement to the point where there's some people have said to me, would you stop encouraging me? I've had enough. But I'm an encourager. I truly believe that you can do things that you never thought that you could do. I know that my second gift here is teaching. I enjoy teaching. 
I have the patience to take learners and to teach them new ideas and new concepts. And so all of us have different gifts here. All of us are part of the body of Christ. All of us belong to each other whether we like it or not. You know, and as the saying goes, you can pick your friends, but you're stuck with your relatives. So you and I are stuck with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. You and I are together in being followers of Jesus Christ. You and I need each other. Because all of us are members of that one body in Christ. And when we do that, we see the transformation as we exercise those gifts. And we see our gifts getting better. And even when we make mistakes, even when we have those imperfections that we remind ourselves that, Lord, I just can't do it without your power and strength. That's a good thing. Because that truly shows that you have not overestimated yourself. That you've truly given an honest evaluation about who you are in Christ. And that all that we do and all that we say reflects the commitment that we've made to Christ. Reflects our values about what we believe in in Christ. Reflects the things that we do in our lives. That reminds us of that unicorn experience when we came to know Christ. That you and I, when we talk about coming to know Jesus Christ, it's hard to put into words that mystery. But we know that we realized that we were separated from God and that we needed to have God in our lives. And we found that the way that we could establish that relationship with God was by believing in His Son, Jesus Christ. And we know that in that relationship, that when we have the dragons that appear, the things that make us afraid, the thing that overwhelms us with fear, we submit those dragons to God. We submit those fears. We submit those things that make us unafraid. Because when we do those things, we see that God loves us and accepts us just for who we are in the present. In the present moment of time that we have with God, which is all any of us have. And in that present moment of time, we see that we have the future with God in all things. In the present moment, in the life that we have with God as we journey through this life, and the life that is yet to come. And it is in that time that we see that we reflect on the commitment that we have with God, the holiness about who we are in Christ, the holiness about what we believe in. And we sense His Spirit. We sense His loving arms around us to remind us again and again but because we are in his body, that we will always be one with him. Amen.
Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion as we come before God. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us that we are one in you and that nothing can ever separate us from your love. And Lord, in that, we do ask for forgiveness of the things in our lives that we are struggling with. But God, you've reminded us that as we ask for forgiveness and of those imperfections, that you love us and that you extend that grace to us in all things in our lives. And Lord, we are just so thankful that we have this opportunity to publicly testify before you that we truly are members of your body and that we truly want to be one in Christ in all things, sharing the gifts that you've given each and every one of us. Thank you, God. In Christ's name, amen. Receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together.
Please turn with me in your hymnals to number 153. And we'll sing, Abide With Me, Fast Falls the Even Time. 153.
God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us of the need that we have in you in all things. And Lord, I am so thankful for each one of the members of the body of Jesus Christ that is here this morning to worship you. Lord, help us to exercise the gifts that you've given us in the places that you have put us in so that we can show others your presence in our lives. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.